you're listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. To find out more about the Whole Vineyard Church, go to wholevineyard.co.uk. For many of us who've come here this evening and watched this online, is that we find ourselves uh, at this Easter time where it's almost bittersweet because of the year that we have had and been in the midst of the chaos of a pandemic and the grief and the suffering of that. For all of us, we have gone through uh, a level of pain and brokenness which has marked and scarred every single one of us in different ways. I could say for me and for my family, that has certainly been the case. And I'm not in your shoes and what you have journeyed through this last year, but the reality is, is that all of us have been marked by loss and grief and death. And when we get a revelation that Jesus Christ is alive, that in itself changes everything. That is the answer, that is the antidote, that is the solution to every grief and problem and uh, areas of brokenness that we have in our world, in our hearts, in our lives. Uh, Jesus is here to bind up the brokenhearted because he is alive. And we have these beautiful verses in Revelation chapter one. It says this, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were blazing like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand upon me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Let me just read those last couple of verses again. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forever and ever. Isn't that good news? Such good news that Jesus is alive. And for over two billion people, across the globe today. Easter is so much more than a date on the calendar or some chocolate, although um, I'm pretty down with the chocolate. Um, it's been crazy in our household. <laughs> it's been like Christmas. And um, but Easter marks the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ over the Easter weekend, over those three days. And the death and the burial and the resurrection in those three days, Friday was the day of suffering uh, and death and agony and pain. Saturday was the day of uncertainty and doubt and confusion. But Easter, the Sunday, was the day of great hope and joy and victory, which has changed humanity and our lives forever and ever. Now, how can these three days that are marked in history be at all relevant to me today? And there are many, many, many perspectives um, 
to explore that. But I just want to look at one aspect of this. And as I look over this last year as living in a pandemic, I've seen us as individuals, as families, as churches, as communities all across the world, we have lived these three days out. We have lived these three days out, the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday, time and time again. Friday for Jesus was the day of suffering and pain and agony. First, Jesus experienced extraordinary physical pain. The Bible tells us that he was beaten, that he was whipped, that he was wounded, that he was spat upon, that he was slapped, that they plucked out his beard just to be mean, that they stuck a crown of thorns down into his skull, that he was scourged for our sake. He also experienced the ultimate in emotional pain and psychological pain. The death on the cross was one of great humiliation. Stripped naked, nailed to the cross while people watched him die. It was the death of shame and degradation. It was also uh, a time where he experienced the great pain of rejection and betrayal. But then there was another level of pain, and that was spiritual pain. The wrath of God was placed upon Jesus Christ. And Jesus died on the cross for all the sins and all the wrongdoing of humanity. Which means he took the guilt of every evil crime, every ugly sin throughout history and it was placed on him one moment and one point. Extraordinary. He took the guilt upon himself and he went through the hell of separation from his father when he cries out on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now this last year we have all experienced in a small way compared to that, no more acutely than maybe we have done before the tremendous brevity and the fragility of life. Suffering exists in many forms throughout our lives and throughout the world and we have sensed it and we know it maybe for ourselves like we have never experienced before. And in Jesus, we have someone who has been there. When people say to me, where is God in the midst of all the suffering, in the midst of this pandemic? And I say, Jesus is right where he has always been, with us. The cross is in the midst of people's pain and grief and suffering. That is where Jesus is. He weeps with those who weep. He mourns with those who mourn. And he is the great comforter to those who are in distress. Jesus is the great high priest. He's interceding for us. He is with us. But where I think many of us have actually lived out this season of life is actually in the middle. It's actually on the Saturday. <clears throat> I think we've had many days, haven't we, of just kind of in-between days, days of waiting, days of anxiety, days of confusion, days of doubt, days of, of really uncertainty and living uh, in the middle of life, muddling through. I think many of the lockdowns that we've experienced almost feel like uh, those Saturdays, trapped. 
And that's really where most of our lives tend to be lived out. Much of our lives are played out in the middle. You know, having three children, one of the most common questions that Joni and I get whenever we're going on a journey or a holiday is this, are we nearly there yet? Can anyone empathize with, with us? Are we nearly there yet? And we've just left three minutes ago at the end of our street. Are we nearly there yet for a four-hour journey? Because arriving is incredible. When we arrive to our holiday destination, it's amazing. We can relax. We're excited. We've been building up to it. But the journey is living in the in-between space. The long car journey is a family, and, and this is probably just us because we're dysfunctional, is filled with many arguments, getting lost, many toilet breaks, one after another, as each member of the family says five minutes after the other, can I now go to the bathroom? Getting lost, all cramped in the back. Our little Elsie's three, you know, she's inside the golf club's bag, and uh, it's just crazy. The journey can be difficult. But, and our Saturdays could be characterized really by this, uh, these words, they're, they're like deferred hopes. We had a hope and it got deferred. And in the book of Proverbs, a great book on wisdom, it says it's a, um, a hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I think for many of us, we've experienced this year heart sickness, a real sense of like, where does our hope lie a hope land. We feel like we had many hopes, but they're somewhat deferred, and we're living in the middle. And so I think many of us carry this sense of heart sickness and often hopelessness in our lives. Just think about real life scenarios, businesses that have had to stop, grandparents who can't hug their grandchildren, weddings, funerals, all marked with great restriction, just even in our service today, how many of you just wanted to sing? <laughs> it's Easter. If the church can't sing on Easter, and my heart was longing to do that, and I'm sure yours was. I remember Joni and I, and as a family, we, we, we got COVID at the end of last year, and that whole six weeks of isolation as one after another, we all got COVID, and I suffered with some long-term effects of COVID and just awaiting results and just the, the, the emotion of it all and concerned about the family and extended family. And, and, and Joni had lost a number of relatives last year. And it's just a time of anxiety and uncertainty and waiting and delay. But Easter, Easter's all about the Sunday. And you can get through anything. You can get through all of your quitting points. You can get through your Fridays, your darkest Fridays. And you can get through your delayed Saturdays because you know that Sunday is coming. In fact, Friday is only called Good Friday because of Sunday. The cross, the crucifixion is not a, a defeat that was overturned by the resurrection. No, the cross of Christ is that incredible victory revealed by the resurrection. And that's why in our lives, failure is never terminal. And we should never take a photo of today and frame it and say, this is my life. And I'm sure like you, 
There's been many days this year where we said, will it get any better? And we've taken a photograph of those emotions and those feelings and those days and those difficult trials and tests, and we've almost framed those in our homes. But actually, we should always keep the camera rolling. We should never make tomorrow's decisions based on today's emotions. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And because he said those words, it changes everything. Changes everything. Everything that happened on the cross has now been sealed by his resurrection. Now, when I think about Easter, of course, I think about all these wonderful theological things like we all do. But actually, I think about as an aspect of that, new beginnings. I love spring. Have you just noticed just the last few days, just the blossom on the trees and the daffodils beginning to emerge and the smell of cut grass as the council get round to your street. There's a different scent in the air. The days are lighter and longer. It's a sense of new beginnings of, of starting over. And I don't know about you, but have you ever had days, and maybe you're like this today, this Easter in 2021, and you just want to start over again? You know, you wish you could erase the past and that you could just begin again, that you could just turn back time, that maybe you wouldn't have maybe said those things or, or thought those things or done those things. If you had your time again, you'd do this or do that. The power of Easter, because of the resurrection, is about new life, new beginnings, starting over, a new season, a new today, a new tomorrow, turning a new page. And so we've gone through our Good Friday experiences of darkness and pain. We've gone through our Saturdays of delay and doubt and confusion. But then we experience our Easter Sunday of hope. And we, we've caught glimpses in a new way, haven't we, about what hope is. Uh, I remember um, our kids being excited that schools, it's the first time they've been excited to go to school, schools reopening and that sense of, okay, brilliant. Or when they announced that um, the vaccine has been found and will now be, you know, begin to be rolled out. Hope in a small way, their shadows of hope begin to come. But Easter offers so much more than that. Those things are good, but those things are about optimism. And for the Christian, we do not have to live in the perils and the, the trappings of optimism. Because for whatever we're optimistic about tomorrow can go like that. But we have a living hope. And a living hope is a lot better than being optimistic. A living hope in Christ who is risen from the grave, who has conquered death. Death has lost its sting. We no longer need to fear death. So we're buried under the ground like a seed. We will arise. We will come up out of the ground. It's a glorious resurrection life, new bodies, eternity with God. What is sown in weakness and pain, distrust, will now arise in glory because of our faith in Jesus. 
J.R. Tolkien says this, it is the mark of the good fairy story of the higher or more complete kind that however wild its events, however fantastic or terrible the adventures, it can give to the child or man that hears it when the turn comes, a catch of the breath, a beat and a lifting of the heart, near to or indeed accompanied by tears, as keen as that given by any form of literary art. The fact that Jesus died and rose again means that this world, as we know, is not the whole story. Our past is not the whole story, but Sunday is coming and Sunday is here, and with that brings hope, it brings change, it brings a catch of the breath, it brings a beating and uplifting of the heart, and it brings sometimes tears. The reality of this is closer than you think. We can be rescued today. Some of you here, you may have been following Jesus and been going to church for years and years, but actually, we still need the hope of the gospel every single day. We still need to remind ourselves, you know, I love it because Christmas and Pentecost and Easter for the Christian happens every day. It doesn't just happen three times on the church calendar. Every single day, we get to glory in the wonders of the incarnation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We can be rescued from our pain, our past, our mistakes, our wrongdoing because of his amazing grace. We can say we were lost, but now we are found because this is the good news of Easter. This is the good news of the gospel is that I'm a mess and you're a mess, but God is good and God is amazing, and God has done all the work. We don't need to do any work, and we just need to receive his grace and enter into his family, and it's a free gift that we must receive, and that gives me, and it should give you, a lot of hope, indeed, a living hope. I can have hope in any situation because I have bet my life on this one sure thing, that Jesus who was crucified for my sins, rose from the dead. And his resurrection guarantees that if I have united myself with this risen Christ, I will be raised from the dead. We have died with Christ, we were buried with Christ, and now we've been raised with Christ. It's the best news ever. And our whole city and our whole world needs to hear about it. Thank you for listening to the Hall Vineyard Podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash connect. And stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church. Go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.